welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. episode of the Defender Podcast. And so uh, last week, actually on September the 7th, Herbie and I had the opportunity, um, along with his son Caleb and my wife Denise, to attend the red carpet premiere for the film Life Mark. Um, you've heard us talk um, several times in the last uh, several weeks about the film Life Mark from Kirk Cameron and the Kendrick Brothers. Uh, it's a film that tells the story of an adoption and a reunion with a birth mom. We're, we're terribly excited uh, for what the Lord is doing through this film and for the way um, that the relationships are portrayed in this movie and, and ultimately in the way that God is glorified and the way that the story is being handled. And so having the opportunity to be able to be a part of the red carpet premiere, uh, we also had the opportunity, I was able to be on the red carpet and actually do some interviews with some of the cast and crew and, and uh, even a couple of the people that the, f- the film is about. And so today we're, gonna, we're just going to take you through um, several interviews that were able to happen on the red carpet. But before we get there, I want to talk to you about the Run for One. The Run for One is a 5K and a fun run that supports the work of caring for vulnerable children and families around the globe. This year's event will take place on September 24th here in Birmingham. You can participate here in Birmingham as a part of the organized run, or you can organize a run where you are through our run where you are option. You can see our show notes for registration information, or you can visit Run for One 5K to get more information about how you can get involved um, to help to support ministry to uh, orphan and vulnerable children and their families around the world. So as we as we jump into today's uh, podcast, we're gonna we're gonna meet a series of folks uh, that um, that I was privileged to be able to talk to over the course of uh, about a half hour in the red carpet premiere. Uh, I'm gonna apologize before we even get started for the audio. and we, we're going to spend just a minute talking about the film. And, and so, Don, I, I just wanted to ask you, first of all, what what was it like being a part of creating a, a real-life story like this um, for the public? Yes, it was a dream. It was a dream to p- play an inspiring person and an inspiring story. You can't beat a true story. Right. Right. And this tr- true story screams love, screams life, screams adventure, but it also screams humanity. Because every person, I understand why they're coming from where they come from. And and I believe everybody will see themselves in one or more roles in this film because sometimes uh, you're put in a position and you you have to fight with the best tools you have and that's what Melissa did she she thought she had a few tools and then she said you know what I'm gonna go with something else and then the resource was there of adoption and that was beautiful and and the Scottons were able to have a a family and she was able to see now her son grown later and whole and, and so you actually had the opportunity to become friends with Melissa through this process, yes. right? Yes. Yes, she contacted me on Messenger before I even knew Life Mark was a film. Yes, and she said, I want you to play the birth mom in this film. She said, I'm praying for you, and uh, I look forward to the future. And from there, it, we just got to know each other very quickly. We're very similar in many ways, so it was easy. That's awesome. What are some of your hopes for the film? 
my hope is hope actually that people walk away with hope maybe some steps towards healing and restoration some vision for the future on how things can look um, when they look scary they they can still turn out just keep going just keep believing I, I believe life is the most beautiful choice you can't go wrong and it ends up in destiny Thank you so much for your contribution to this project and and for sharing this message with the world. So thank you, Dawn. It was really neat to be able to sit down with her and to hear about um, just God's providential hand in even bringing her to this project. Um, One of the things that she told me offline from the interview was uh, the fact that not only did Melissa reach out to her via messenger, uh, but that conversation happened uh, almost two years before uh, the film was shot and so as even the concept was coming together uh, it was really neat to see how that the Lord drew Dawn into this project and and gave her a place in it. Um, now we're gonna gonna go to an interview that I was able to do with Rafael Reguero. Uh, Rafael is the lead actor in this film he plays the role of David uh, and uh, Rafael is um, is a young man who has been involved in stage acting but this is his very first feature film and so uh, for uh, for a guy who had had no experience doing this whatsoever, um, the Lord really used him to do uh, an amazing job in this role playing David, and uh, and so I, th- I think you're going to enjoy his interview. Um, I think you're going to enjoy his heart and uh, and how much he believes that the Lord has put him in the in the right place at the right time, and 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 has given him really an excitement for this project even before um, it was able to to come to fruition. So Raphael, I, like first thing I'd want to know is is what were, like what did it mean to you to be a part of a project like this? Well, what's so funny is that when I was doing the audition, I had no idea what the plot it was about. Let alone, I didn't even know it was based on a true story. But when I found out that it was about someone who almost had an abortion and chose life, I was like, I need to do this. No matter what, just to meet the people that made the documentary and made this possible, I need to get on the set and go and do this. Um, because when uh, when my parents were about to have me, when mom was pregnant with me, there were theories that I was going to be born with Down syndrome. And doctors would approach my, my parents saying, you know, here's some information on abortion. Basically just saying, you know, as, it's, it's like going to the store to go and get groceries. It's that quick. It's that easy to go and get. And they... They basically said no. They said no matter what, if he's born with birth defects or no birth defects, he's still alive, he still has value, and we love him regardless. And so really kind of getting an aspect that's similar to that, maybe it's not the same as you know being on the abortion table, it hits so close to home, and it the story personally means so much to me. Standing behind you is David, and so it, it just kind of seems appropriate. What what was it like for you to, to play David and to, to interpret his story into film and kind of bring that to the public? Oh, man, it was such an honor. And the fact that, you know, I was chosen, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm not worthy. Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, there's someone who is way more qualified, way, you know, has been in the industry longer, who knows these, who, know, who knows this craft more than I do. And it's just such a blessing to know that the Lord anointed this project for me to do it. I'm just like, God, what are you doing? Like, you're the sweetest God of all time. Jeez. Um, 
and uh, I, I have a huge uh, passion for uh, impressions. I love to, you know, impersonate cartoon characters and celebrities and stuff like that. So going into the, the production process, I would study David, and I would pick up on, you know, his emotions. I would pick up on the, the conversations that he would have, and I would just, I wouldn't copy him, but I would impersonate his, his facial expressions, and I would understand his emotions. And when I would do that, it would help me reflect on, you know, well, he's, he's, he's feeling this in this scene. When did I feel this when I was his age, when I was in high school and stuff? like that so one last question for you what did it mean to you to to, to be able to like maybe let me let me start over what what did god do in your life through this process and and, and what does it mean to be part of this project well i think it goes along lines of what i was saying you know just not really fully understanding my worth and thinking there's no way i'm worthy enough for something like this and really going into the project i was kind of like you know, God, if I get this project or not, you get the glory regardless. You are number one, and I surrender this project to you. And to know that, in a way, he was kind of like, you're the one. You're chosen for this project. You stayed humble. And, you know, I, I, he blesses those who are me. And really, that, that's that's all I'm in it for. I'm just in it to tell good stories, honor God. And it's just a blessing to, to even see this, you know, happen at the age that I'm at. It was really neat to hear a little bit more of Raphael's story and to, to understand that, that even as part of his own personal story that uh, he had been a, a child, had been a baby who had been um, vulnerable to abortion. And, and so I think one of the things that we see consistently throughout um, coming alongside this project is just the way that God had worked in the lives of the people who were a part of it to prepare their hearts and, and shape their stories and shape their passion around his heart uh, for the vulnerable. Now up next we're going to have an interview that I, that I was able to do on the red carpet with David Scotton. Um, David is actually the young man that the film is about. He is He's now an attorney uh, in uh, practicing in New Orleans, Louisiana where he's from. Um, one of the one of the fun things that David was able to tell us during this interview is the fact that he has just as an attorney uh, been a part of finalizing his uh, first adoption in in his service as an attorney and so uh, God's just really brought his, his his story full circle in a lot of ways um, but David has been active for a number of years in, uh, in in talking about his story and in pointing people toward adoption and and about um, really talking to the church also about how God can be glorified um, when we enter into adoption and when we protect life. And so um, let's take a few minutes and, uh, and and just listen to what David shared on the red carpet last Wednesday. like to share your story um, in this way with the world? Sharing this story has been um, one of the most humbling experiences of my entire life. Uh, I am here because of my birth mother and birth father who chose adoption. Uh, and if we can share that story and allow even one other woman facing an unplanned pregnancy to see adoption as an option and maybe choose that option, um, we've done all that we need to do, right? That's been the goal since day one and I think we have far surpassed that goal we've seen adoptees birth parents adoptive parents be visibly moved by the story for, for 11 years and the fact that now Kirk Cameron and the Kendrick brothers have gotten a hold of it and they're now taking it to levels we never could have reached 
uh, the future is just so promising as to what this movie is going to do to change hearts and minds on this issue. So I know one of the things that, that's kind of a part of your life story, but it's become a part of your life's work as well, is is working in the area of adoption now as an yeah. attorney. And, and so tell the folks that are, that are listening to the podcast a little bit about how, how God's moved you into the into the to the fight for adoption it's full circle you know we stood this story for so long and uh, you know I'm an attorney I've been practicing a few years and I just did my first adoption earlier this year so to be able to do an adoption for somebody else I, I, I say sharing the story was humbling I mean that was humbling uh, to take that message and option to somebody else and allow them to see it, adoption as an option and actually do it um, I, I've, I've never felt happy so what are, what are your hopes and dreams what do you hope God can do through this film uh, in America and around the world by, by telling your story this way I hope God is going to continue to save lives and build families through adoption we've already seen that happen through other than Parker Avenue and now Life Mark and uh, this has been a public service for me for so long um, I'm about giving back, and I believe that us sharing the story and impacting others is me giving back. Um, all I know is I've loved that for years now. Um, I've never been happier than when I'm when I'm involved in the adoption ministries. Um, so if there's a way that we can keep doing that and impacting and saving lives, I'm all about it. What an incredibly cool privilege it was to be able to talk to David and actually to um, to get a little of his personal insight into his story and about how that was translated into film uh, in the movie Life Mark and, and just about the care that the Kindred Brothers and, and Kirk and all the people that were part of the film had in protecting and preserving his story. And, and we join him in praying that God's going to use this movie um, in order to do incredible things uh, on behalf of vulnerable children um, in, in Jesus' name. And, and so as we, as we transition now, um, the next person that I was able to spend some time with um, is actually the actor Justin Sterner. Um, Justin plays Nate in the film. And one of the things we know about when you're translating a, a, a real story and somebody's real life into film is that sometimes every detail of the story doesn't match the exact details of uh, of the person's life. And, and so Nate, uh, the character Nate, is actually a product of that. He is, he's an invented character. He's actually what, what they call a composite character, where there's a little bit of a lot of people's stories that have all been kind of aggregated into one person um, in, in the person of Nate. And, and so um, there, are, there are lots of people. There was a, a documentary filmmaker. There were friends of David's. There were family of David's. That, that all had little pieces and parts of this, but the filmmakers made the decision to create the role of Nate um, really as a, as a storytelling vehicle. Um, one of the cool things in, in the conversation with Justin and, and talking about his role and the way that he approached it um, was to hear how the Lord used him even to ad-lib some lines in the film that became really some of the most powerful things um, that were said in the movie. And, and so um, Justin's just really a fun-loving guy. If you've seen the film already, you know that uh, that his character, Nate, but really he is a person. He's 
just somebody that's a lot of fun, and and he brought a, a bit of comic relief and a little bit of levity to what was a was a really deep and intense story. Um, but he did it in a way that um, that wasn't too over the top, in a way that added to the story. Um, and ultimately, uh, the thing that was that was the most cool um, in having a, a bit of a chance to spend some time with Justin was to hear um, his heart for the Lord and about how God had led him into this project, but just also the passion that he has for it because um, because he is a Christ follower and 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 because he's dedicated his life um, to. Um, to making movies and producing art ultimately to glorify God. And so um, let's take a listen to the, to the couple of minutes that I got to sit down and, and to talk to uh, Justin Sterner. So talk to me about what it was like to play a composite character kind of in this film because your story and, and what's in the film is really kind of a lot of people's story put together. Yeah. What were the challenges in, in bringing that kind of character to life for LifeMark? That's such a great question. I, I really was excited when I got the script for the first time to see that there was a character who could provide a lot of fun and energy and comedic relief, but also um, married to uh, a very powerful message. And he walks a, a hard journey with his best friend and then goes through some other very hard things through the film. And so I, I have, a, I have a, a line in the in the movie that um, Nate says, uh, this this could be somebody's best friend one day. I wonder what my sister's going to do. And I don't know if you have to cut that out or not, but um, the, the, the opportunity that Nate has to um, reflect what other people are going through and try to hopefully give the option that's the right choice, which is to, to save the life and put it up for adoption, which is just so powerful. Um, it was a it was a it was a good opportunity to, to look at the script and um, be excited for that. And yeah. So so I have to admit I've seen the film like four times now and and was on set with you guys for a day. Yeah. And I cry like a prom queen every time I see the film. And that and that line honestly is gripping because I think it's it's that. It's that reality that we are talking about real lives. We're talking about real lives in in the in the unborn child, in the birth mom, in in the adoptive parents, all the people around this. And, and, and so, what was it like in in trying to interpret and bring a story to life that showed value to people in all of those roles, and to kind of kind of cast that image to the world? Uh, man, that's such a great question. I think ultimately it comes back to who are we doing this for, and why are we doing it, and ultimately. As a believer in Jesus Christ, I'm grateful that he made me in his image, and I believe that all life is valuable, and it, abundant life is valuable, and the opportunity for people to open their hearts to adoption is beautiful, and this film does all of that. So I hope that um, I hope that people who watch this are uh, able to, to reflect and be similarly connected to Nate's character and see that uh, people go through hard things, but there's always a community around you if you can find the right people uh, to inspire and speak to you and um, give you the encouragement you need to make a, a strong choice man that was so fun to interview Justin and uh, he just is a really deep young man and it was really cool to hear his passion for the Lord and 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 the way that he's using the platform that God's given him in order to uh, preach the gospel and in order to lead people to Jesus next we're going to hear from uh, Melissa Coates Melissa is David Scotton's birth mom and so this is her story too and uh, one of the things that, that I was struck with when I, when I first learned of this project, um, and actually the day that I got to spend on set with um, the Kendrick brothers and the folks there, I actually got to meet Melissa as a part of the day. 
um, that I was on set. Um, we we kind of let the spoiler out, the cat out of the bag when we had the Kendrick brothers on a couple of weeks ago that Melissa actually has a cameo appearance in the movie. She and David are actually in the scene where the child um, is, is being handed over to... Um, to Kirk Cameron and uh, and his wife in the film, and and they're actually playing the attorney and the nurse that were there that were a part of um, the adoptive placement being completed. Um, but Melissa Coates is uh, is a courageous woman who has stepped forward to uh, for years talk about her decision to place her son for adoption, about God's intervention into her life. Um, to, to make it real to her um, that she needed to choose life and not choose abortion. Um, and, and she says some very powerful things, even in this interview, about the, the nature of adoption from the birth mother's perspective. Um, I'm really, really thankful that the Kendrick brothers and Kirk Cameron um, really did a great job of representing the birth mother side of the story. Um, they did an incredible job of, of helping us to see that not only are the children that are saved um, as a result of abortion created in the image of God and valuable and, and worthy of dignity, but so were the birth moms and the birth dads. And, and so um, it was really great to sit down for a couple of minutes and just talk to Melissa a little bit about her perspective on her story being translated into film, um, as well as um, being able to talk a little bit about her hopes and dreams um, for this film. Talk to you just a little bit about the experience of, of having your life story um, made into a film. What was what was it like for for you to, to you know kind of have this level of vulnerability with your story? It was very scary. Um, when you put yourself out there, you don't know what to expect, and you're, you're putting yourself at your most vulnerable and your most weakest moments, and you know you're going to be judged by everybody, whether it be good or bad. I think one of the things that we love about Life Mark is the way it really honors the role of birth moms and birth dads and, and talks about the, the fact that everybody in the equation is created in the image of God and, and worthy of dignity and and there was that was so seen forth in the film. Um, talk about the intent of, of how your story was told and what Kirk and the Kendrick brothers and, and Kevin and the folks that were a part of this project, how they protected um, your story and, and, and David's story and, and the families. Um, in, in the making of this film. They, they were very considerate of everybody's feelings in the film, which was very beautiful. If there was ever any question, we would get a phone call or a text to say, hey, what do you think about this? Is this okay? They were so considerate, and everything was done with prayer. And that just, I mean, when you, when you walk on the set of the Kendrick Brothers and a Kirk Cameron movie, on the set, you feel the Holy Spirit just walking there. And then you walk through that door, and you just get, bam. It's so thick, you don't want to leave. So a lot of the folks that listen to our podcast, are, are in the adoption process and they're anticipating at some point a relationship with their, with their child's birth parents. What would you as a birth mom say to those parents about about maybe how to approach that relationship or, or, or how God can use them in the life of, of their child's birth parents? Well, that's a really, really sensitive area because not all stories are the same. And David and I, you know, have definitely connected but we're not super close. You know, a lot of people get that impression, but I'm actually closer with his mom than I am with him, and that's okay. I want more than he does, but that could always change down the road, and I just, I don't want people to get discouraged because of that. 
that. I just wanted to know it's okay what you're feeling because those are real human emotions that God gave, gave, gave us all. All right, so thank you, Melissa. It was really an incredible privilege to be able to sit down with her, and, and it's just um, so awesome to see the way that the, God continues to be glorified in her life, the way that she champions ministry to birth moms and birth dads and, and, and champions uh, the choice toward life. And, and so um, just really commend her for her courage in the way that she continues to, to tell her story. Um, and the fact is that Melissa loves Jesus uh, a ton. And, and so she's motivated to do what she does and, and to, to speak all over the country and to be vulnerable about her story. Uh, because ultimately she believes that, that God can be glorified um, in, in incredible ways by her vulnerability. Next, we're going to listen to an interview that I, that I had on the red carpet with uh, Kevin Peoples. Kevin is the director of LifeMark. Um, if you're familiar with some of the other Kendrick Brothers projects, Kevin has worked with the Kendrick Brothers on a couple of other films. He, he did the film War Room, um, also the fil film Overcomer, and, uh, and so Kevin is an, an accomplished writer and director. He actually, um, as they say in the film industry, has a co-writing credit on this film. And so he, he wrote part of the script and, and was involved in the script writing as well as um, directing the film and kind of having the, um, the, the overall telling of this story in his hands. Um, Kevin's a guy who has dedicated his talents and, and his abilities and his ability to create art um, to the Lord and, and uses it um, so that people will, will know Christ and, and be called to follow Christ as a result of the things that he's able to produce. Had a really fun um, couple of minutes to, to talk with him and to talk about why he believed in this project and, and ultimately a little bit about Christian art and, and some things that, um, that maybe you and I can even commit to pray for um, as we continue to think about how more art like this is created. And so let's, let's go to this uh, clip with Kevin Peoples. What was it like to, to work with the Kendrick Brothers to bring kind of the first real-life story to, to, to film? Yeah, no, it's such an honor to be chosen and, and, you know, in this role and capacity to be able to help co-write the script and direct it and to be able to choose the cast and work together. So Kirk and Alex and Stephen were already on the project before they brought me in. And, you know, it's just... Uh, uh, it, it's like going to, going to battle with these guys. You know, they fight for you in prayer, and they build you up, and you come out stronger and better on the other side on these projects. So, Kevin, you've got a, a, a history and a career of of doing really God glorifying, God honoring art. How did how did God call you into the ministry of using what you do creatively to to point glory toward Him? He put it on my heart. God put this on my heart when I was nine and a half years old to make films. And uh, I worked my way up through music videos and commercials and, uh, you know, really just wanted to tell his story. And once I got married and had kids is really when my heart turned towards uh, faith-based and, and kind of like only God-honoring stories and projects and, and things that, that facilitate life and communicate the joy of children and families. And, and so as, um, as the film comes out here over the next few days... What are, what are kind of your hopes and dreams? What do you hope the Lord does with this film um, to, to maybe change or, or to, to make a, a, an impression in, in the culture of America and around the world? And I hope that when Life Art comes out, that the people who need to see this will see this and that they will realize the value of life, uh, that this will save lives, uh, that they know that, uh, that the small sacrifice that you can make 
uh, for nine months to give up a child if you're not ready to parent. Um, but even if that process of adoption helps you to see the value of parenting, you know, it's still a win at the end. It's not only adoption, but it's valuing that life. And then two, just seeing what, what one choice can make. Um, you know, we, throughout the film, we go through 20 years of time or 18 years of time, and just being able to see what one choice and the ripple effects through grandparents and through multiple generations, I hope people grasp onto and really value life. All right, so thanks a lot, Kevin. We really appreciate um, you sharing with us, and, and let's commit to, to continuing to pray for Kevin and the Kendrick brothers and Kirk Cameron and all the folks that are involved in this film, all the actors and actresses. One of the fun parts of being at the uh, the premiere was um, after we saw the screening of the film, the, the cast and crew actually came and, and addressed the crowd for a little bit. And uh, one of the things that was uh, that was really, really impactful to me was to hear um, each of them talk about um, how God had used this process and how God had used this film in their lives personally. And so um, the, the fact is that the, the environment on a Kendrick Brothers film, as you heard uh, Dawn say way back at the in, in the first clip, um, is bathed in prayer. They're very intentional about, about this being something that God is in and that God will speak through. Um, and a big part of um, God speaking through this film is using Kevin Peoples um, to be able to, to tell the story of uh, of this family in a way that life mark is putting the gospel on display and so just super super thankful for uh, for Kevin um, next person that I had a, just a minute to, to stop and to talk to um, is Ray Nutt Ray is actually the president of uh, Fathom Events and so Fathom Events is the company that took a risk on distributing life mark and and so part of the story of of what god did to bring this project to fruition it was almost two years ago when i was on set with them and and so they shot this movie almost two years ago and it has been waiting for two years to come out um, at least in part because there were really no companies in hollywood um, that wanted to touch this message there were none of them that wanted to take on the question of abortion from uh, from a, a life preserving perspective they didn't want to come at it from from a Christian worldview, and and so this film um, really kind of hit roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. Um, the thing that's been really interesting to see and, and and really cool and and affirming to us is to see that the way God's timing um, that that those people saying no and those shut doors led to this film being released in the time that it has been, and and, and we just believe it's the providential hand of God um, that right on the heels of the Dobbs decision right on the heels of our country beginning to rethink our position on abortion and about protecting life um, there's this piece of art that's been created in this film that tells a story that powerfully underscores um, the, the need to protect life the the ability to glorify God in protecting life but also um, the ability to glorify God in the way that we care for birth moms and birth dads and and the way that we bring the gospel to bear in their lives as well and so Ray Nutt um, is the CEO of and president of Fathom Events, and they brought this uh, this project to 1,500 theaters. It's currently in 1,500 theaters around the country. And so, um, take a listen as uh, as Ray talks to us a little bit about why they did that, and also about how you can get involved and and how you can uh, can go see Life Mark if you haven't yet done that. So Ray, tell us why why did Fathom uh, get involved in this project? What was what was the exciting thing that, that brought you guys to the table? 
Well, the faith and inspiration verticals for us have always been very, very important. And this year, it will actually represent somewhere around 20 to 25 percent of all of Adams revenue. So we've worked with Kirk before. Uh, we're happy to work with the Kendrick brothers and everything. And so for the first time ever, you know, most of our most of our events are one or two nights, and we're releasing this over seven nights. And hopefully, it'll be successful enough where we can even carry it over longer. So, uh, so everything's coming together after the pandemic happened and everything. I think people want to gather communally, and a place to do that is in a movie theater. And so uh, we're looking forward to this. We're distributing the film in over 1,500 theaters. And and uh, we're looking for some great box office results come Friday. Yeah, and Ray, one of the things that we're kind of challenging some of our church partners to do is to buy out a showing and, and for them to take a night and just take their church to, to the movies because of the, the great message that's a part of, of, of this film. And so if, if somebody wanted to, to do that now, like what would they do in order to take their church to see LifeMark? Well, it's called group sales, and group sales are a very important part of this business uh, in general, but it's specifically part of the, f- the faith business. So uh, you can go to fathomevents.com or call Fathom, and our people will take care of you in terms of uh, churches and their groups and, uh, and go from there. But it's, it's, a great way to br- it's a great way to gather communally with the people that you're closest to as well. This, this Wednesday night, Lifeline's going to have all 200 of our, our t- team from all around the world together in Birmingham. We're renting out a theater and, uh, and Fathom helped us. So in addition to being partners on this film and, and, uh, and getting the message out about adoption, um, we've, we've been able to walk the journey with Fathom and are just really thankful for all that you guys have done. All right, Ray, thank you so much for, um, for all that you've done, uh, you and Fathom Events, to bring this project um, to the public. And, and we're, we're really thankful that we're able to uh, watch this film. Lifeline's thankful to be able to be a part of this. We appreciate the fact that Fathom Events um, chose to include us and, uh, and, and has made us the, the partner um, nationally for adoption in, in the distribution of this film. Well, we've got one more interview um, and we're going to wrap up today. And so the final interview on the red carpet was the final person on the red carpet, uh, which was Kirk Cameron. And so had just a minute to, to talk with, uh, with Kirk. His daughter was there, um, one of his daughters who has come home uh, through adoption, uh, Bella, was with him and uh, just got a, an opportunity for Kirk to talk a little bit about why, um, why he was so passionate about this project. Of course, I'm sure most everybody that's listening, if not everybody, is, uh, is familiar with Kirk Cameron. He is uh, somebody that's been a part of our lives for a lot of years. We've, a lot of us Gen Xers around here have laughed uh, because you know we all remember him from Growing Pains, uh, but Kirk Cameron's been involved in uh, films with the Kendrick Brothers, Fireproof. Um, he was a part of the Left Behind series. He's done um, many, many things in uh, in the entertainment industry that are pointed toward. Um, Putting the gospel on display. Um, Kirk loves Jesus. He he uses his platform in order to um, to proclaim the gospel, and uh, and it's been such an incredible gift to be able to be a part of this project and to get to do something uh, with him that that he's a part of. Uh, Kirk, in addition to being an executive producer on this project, he also uh, is acting in the film, and he plays the role of David's dad, uh, Jimmy. And and so um, so without further ado, let's uh, let's listen to the the conversation that I was able to have with Kirk Cameron on the red carpet last Wednesday night uh, about Life Mark. When 
folks think of your family, adoption is, is part of the story that you've represented out there in front of the world. And so could you guys maybe talk a little bit about why why was this project so important to you to, to bring to fruition? Well, as, a, as an adoptive father and as a man of faith, this movie is important to me because uh, four of my children have come to me as a gift from God through adoption. My wife came to me as a gift from God through adoption. And so uh, I see that, that adoption is at the heart, uh, at the center of God's heart. It's the center of our heart in our family. Um, you know, we're also living in a cultural moment in America where people are divided over so many different issues. Uh, we shouldn't be divided over the value of life. Life is precious. Life is a gift. It should be preserved. It should be protected. Uh, and adoption is a beautiful way of, of resolving a very difficult and tender topic. When you have an unplanned pregnancy, uh, yes, we want to talk about the woman's choice and, and her body and her rights, but it's not only about her and it's not only about rights. It's about considering the lives of other people, like that baby that's growing inside of her womb, like the, uh, the, uh, the birth father, and not to mention there are hundreds of thousands of couples who would love to have children but are unable to. And so when you look at adoption, you see that um, it, is, it, is, it is a way of, of uh, addressing everybody involved and acting in compassion and love. We believe that adoption is the loving choice in a difficult pregnancy situation. I think, Kirk, one of the one of the lines that you deliver in the film, and I'm probably going to butcher it, but but something that was really meaningful to us was was the notion that in the uncertainty of the of the adoption, that that this was what was best for the birth mom, and and that this is that and, and really that honoring the dignity of birth parents, of adoptive parents, of the child in the womb, of all of that. We, we just, um, like, why was it meaningful to bring this story this way, uh, kind of at this time? Well, like I was saying, I, I think that this is a very important moment in time, and it's not lost on me that this movie was meant to come out according to our plans a year ago. It appears that God's delayed it for such a time as this. And when you think about adoption in God's economy, Jesus himself was the result of an unplanned pregnancy from Mary's human perspective. Joseph adopted him. Moses was scheduled to be aborted by government decree, and uh, his mother, full of faith, uh, allowed him to live, and he was adopted. And so where would we be without adoption? That's the only way we get into God's family, by faith. That's how we become his kids. And so I think as a culture, we need to put our arms around uh, birth moms and dads and uh, children and also adoptive parents and embrace this topic with our whole hearts. We're about to have church right here on the red carpet. Man, this, that was awesome. Thank you so much for bringing this project. Thank you so much for the work that you did to, to bring it to fruition. And I just pray that God's going to use this in the lives of many, many people to change their, their hearts and their thoughts about adoption, about honoring birth parents, about, mm. about all of the people that, that, that God can, can affect through, um, through this film. Well, man, thank you for all of the good work and important work that you're doing and helping us get the word out. Uh, we're just so grateful that that we got to be a part of this and we got to tell the Scotton family's story, the Coles family story. Uh, I think it's going to have a huge impact on the country. Well, friends, there it is. That was our experience at 
the red carpet premiere of Life Mark, um, a film that we uh, here at Lifeline have been incredibly blessed to be able to be part of, but a, a film that we're a part of that we also believe in greatly. And so just want to encourage you that if you're out there and, uh, and you've not yet seen the film, go see it. It's guaranteed to be in theaters through this weekend. Um, the run is not guaranteed to last any longer than this weekend. And so if we really want this film to have the kind of impact that it can have, the best way that we can do that is by going out, buying a ticket, going to the theaters and participating. One of the things you're going to see when you go to the theater is in the beginning of the film, um, there's actually uh, going to be a Lifeline commercial, a Lifeline video that plays um, before the film is aired. And, and something else that you'll notice if you hang around for the credits, I think it's pretty far near the end of the credits, so most of you probably won't hang around. Um, but uh, but if you if you if you do, you'll see Lifeline Children's Services as part of the credits, um, because uh, we've just had an incredible opportunity to be a partner on this film, to to be a technical advisor to um, to the Kendrick brothers and and the folks that made this film, but also um, to be a part of the promotion and the telling of the story. And the reason we have is because we really think that this is a story that well tells um, the way to honor birth moms and birth dads and to protect life and to nurture children and ultimately that this is a story um, that, that glorifies Jesus and exalts him. And so we'll, we'll just say again, go to lifemarkmovie.com to be able to find out where the film is playing around you. 1,500 theaters across America, um, 7 p.m. showings in every one of those theaters. And so you should be able to find a theater um, to, to go and, and grab a ticket and go and sit down and, and enjoy a film. Great chance after the pandemic to get back into viewing a film. And folks, this is a film you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry about language. You don't have to worry about the story. You don't have to worry about controversy. Um, quite frankly, you can just focus on the fact that this is a story that, that glorifies God and, and ultimately is well told um, and, and, and a story that, that is that we believe that God's going to use to, to impact many, many people in our world. And so thanks again for listening to the Defender Podcast. Um, this is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and we would love to hear from you. So you can reach us at Lifeline Children's Services. Uh, that's lifelinechild.org or um, on all the social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, any of those places that you're on social media at Lifeline Child. And so I'm Rick Morton. Again, thank you for joining us and we'll see you here next week. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.